Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Good morning. It's great to be with you today. For those of you who don't know me, as Reuben said, my name is Tim, and I've been a part of Pointon Baptist Church now for over 20 years. And uh, in the week, I work for a charity called Pure Innovations, and we support adults with disabilities, which is challenging at times, but lots of fun as well. This morning, we're continuing our series, Imitate. We've been looking over the past few weeks about how we can imitate Jesus. We've been looking at how we can imitate intimate Jesus, humble Jesus, tempted Jesus, forgiving Jesus, interrupted Jesus, driven Jesus. And last week, I believe Reuben spoke on courageous Jesus. And this morning, we're going to spend a few moments together thinking about how we can imitate compassionate Jesus as he imitated the compassionate Father. So firstly, let's spend a couple of moments thinking together about what compassion is. Well, if you have a look in the dictionary or you punch compassion into Google, you get a few different definitions. One of them said that compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Another definition is compassion motivates people to go out of their way to help the physical, the mental or emotional parts of another and themselves. Compassion can be described as feeling for another, being sensitive to someone else's needs, wanting to help someone. You can see someone else's suffering and you want to relieve it. Compassion often leads to empathy. And in the extreme, compassion can mean that someone else's heartbreak becomes your heartbreak. Someone else's suffering becomes your suffering. And if you look at the etymology of compassion, it comes from the Latin and the literal translation means to co-suffer. So last weekend, we had our 18 to 30s weekend away in Castleton, and we had a great time together worshipping God and praying and uh, opening God's Word and having fun together. But a couple of us had a bit of trouble getting to Castleton on the way, naming no names, Rachel and Beth. We had flat tires, flat batteries, and uh, on the steepest hill down into Castleton in the dark. Uh, But actually, as a group in 18 to 30s, together we've been looking at the book of Acts in our house groups. We've been looking at the early church, and we've been looking at how all the believers put their possessions together. They put their money together to share it out so that all could be blessed and so that all could receive what they needed. And so what we did was we had an open pot where people could come and put some money in, and we actually raised all the money needed to help fix both cars, the brakes, the battery, the flat tire, the machine, the guy that came with his van to take the car away, all those costs were covered. And for me, that was a real act amongst all the worship and amongst all the prayer of compassion, compassion in action, co-suffering together. 
And so we're going to start this morning by having a look at a couple of verses in the Old Testament. I want us to start there because I really believe that Jesus was a man of compassion, but he was imitating his Father. And so firstly, let's look at God, the Father of compassion. So we're going to look in Isaiah chapter 49. Uh, this is a passage about restoration and about reconciliation. The writer is describing a time when God's grace will rule, when people will be free and the new covenant will come. And of course, this is now the time that we live in. We are now a people who are saved by God's grace through faith and not by works. And in verse 10, it says this, They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them by springs of water. So this is now. This is us. God has compassion on his people, and we won't be overcome by hunger or thirst or by the desert sun scorching on us. But God, by his great compassion, will lead us to springs of water so that we can have times of refreshing in his presence. And then the writer goes on to say in verse 13, Shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, you earth. Burst into song, you mountains. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. I wonder if perhaps you feel afflicted this morning, perhaps with illness or suffering or pain or trouble. Well, the Lord sees you and he has compassion on you. He wants to comfort you and lead you to springs of water. And what is the writer saying our response to this God of compassion is? He's saying for all of creation to join together, the heavens, the earth, the mountains, to shout for joy, to praise him, to burst into song. There's so many verses in the Old Testament about God the Father's compassion. It says in the Psalms, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Often we think of God being full of love, full of grace, full of mercy. But actually, he's also a God who is full of compassion. And Jesus was a man full of compassion. It's God's character. It's who he is. In Psalm 51, verse 1, the writer says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on his children and those who fear him. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. And his compassion blots out our transgressions. His compassion blots out your transgressions and my transgressions. So let's look together at how Jesus lived a life of compassion and how we can do likewise. We're going to look at three short stories from the Gospel of Matthew. And the first one comes in chapter 9, and it says this. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
asks the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So imagine the scene, it's 30 AD, it's hot, it's busy, Jesus is moving from town to town and village to village, and he's discipling, he's teaching, he's preaching, and the crowds around him are getting bigger, it's getting busier and busier. And people are coming to Jesus with every sort of sickness and disease. And Jesus' response to the crowds is always compassion, because they are like sheep without a shepherd. It actually says in one translation in this passage that Jesus was moved by his compassion. When was the last time you felt such compassion that it actually moved you? I wonder what you think of when you think of sheep without a shepherd. Maybe lost, weak, left to fend for themselves, vulnerable, helpless, but there aren't enough shepherds and there's too many sheep. And it's the same today. I think particularly in Britain, there's so many people out there who are lost, who are wandering around without purpose and direction and meaning because they don't know God. How many people are lost and turning to worldly things to fill that Jesus-shaped hole in their life? And guess what? Just as Jesus had compassion on the crowds that followed him, we need to have compassion to those people in our lives as well. We need to be those shepherds showing compassion, fighting for those who can't fight for themselves, fighting for the helpless, the weak, the low, the vulnerable. Let's look at another story together. This one comes from chapter 14, just a couple of verses, verses 13 and 14. When Jesus had heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. And this story, I think, fits really well with what Reuben was sharing a few weeks ago about interrupted Jesus. This is the worst time for Jesus to be interrupted. John the Baptist, who Jesus deeply loved and cared about, has just been beheaded. Jesus is having time out here. He's grieving. He's probably spending some time with his father in prayer. But the crowds follow him, and they find him because they're like sheep without a shepherd. And what's Jesus' reaction? Anger, frustration, upset, telling them to go away. I need time for myself. I'm grieving. I need time with my father. No, Jesus' response is compassion and to heal their sick. Jesus was never too busy or too preoccupied. He was never too important for the people. Jesus came from heaven to earth to be one of us, to be like us, to know what it's like to be human, to stand with us and to suffer with us. Do you feel afflicted this morning? Are you grieving this morning? Well, Jesus sees you and he stands with you. And he has compassion towards you. Let's look at a final story together. This one comes later in Matthew's Gospel in chapter 20. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. 
Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. Look at the difference here between the crowd's reaction to these two blind men and Jesus' reaction. The crowd's reaction is, no mercy, no compassion, shut up you two, you're blind, you're on the roadside, you're not important enough. And what's Jesus' reaction? He stops, he takes time, he asks them to come to him, he says to them, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus speaks to them, and he shows them value. He shows compassion towards them. He touches their eyes and gives them sight. Are you feeling afflicted this morning? Are you grieving this morning? Are you feeling blind this morning? You know, we're all spiritually blind until Jesus opens our eyes. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know this Jesus for yourself. Well, he comes to you this morning with compassion. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you've been through. He sympathizes. He empathizes with you. He stops. And as he saw those two men, he, he stops for you. As he had compassion on them, he has compassion on you. As he says to those two men, what would you like me to do for you? He looks at you and says, what would you like me to do for you? He didn't think those two men were worthless, like the crowd. And whatever you've been told, Jesus doesn't think you're worthless either. Our God is not a God of pride and arrogance. He is a God of humility. Compassion moves his heart for people. So let's thank him and praise him and worship him for his great compassion. Jesus knows what grief is like, what loneliness is like what rejection and tiredness and stress and pain and suffering are like. He can empathize. He can sympathize. And you won't find this with any other God. Jesus is the only God who would leave heaven and come to earth to be amongst people and to walk with us and to go through the suffering and pain that we go through. And as we follow in his footsteps, as we follow in our master's footsteps, and as we obey the commands to love God and to love people, that includes us showing compassion to those people around us. So perhaps tomorrow morning at work, when everyone's laughing at that work colleague who's a bit weird or a bit different, why don't you choose compassion? When everyone else walks past that lonely person in the corner of church, why don't you choose compassion? When you see that homeless person on the floor on your walk to work this week, why don't you be the one that stops and gives them a smile and says good morning and maybe offer to buy them a sandwich? When you see that struggling mum trying to get her three kids on the bus and everyone's pushing past, why don't you be the one to stop and show compassion and help her get her pram onto the bus and give up your seat for her? Who can you show compassion to this afternoon? Who can you show compassion to tomorrow morning or this week? 
I encourage you this week, we've only just briefly touched on a few stories, but I encourage you this week, read the Gospels, go and read about this Jesus of compassion, go and see how he treated people and interacted with the crowds, go and read stories of his great compassion. Go and imitate compassionate Jesus this week. Amen. Let's pray together as the band come up. Father, we thank you that you are a great God of compassion. We thank you that you have compassion on your creation. We thank you that you have compassion on your people of Israel. And we thank you that you have compassion on us today. Lord, help us to be like Jesus, to be people of compassion. Lord, even in the toughest of times, even in grief, you still showed compassion. Help us to do likewise, Lord. Give us those moments this week, this afternoon, tomorrow, in the coming days, Lord, where we can show your compassion. And as we show your compassion, Lord, we share your love with those people around us. It says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility, gentleness and patience. We know our identity. We are God's people, holy and dearly loved by him. So each morning, let's clothe ourselves with compassion and show that to the world around us, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.